0: This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: Riggs better be quiet. That's what I told her. <laughs> She's going to go to the kennel. The pal. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I, w- I wanted to get this done last night. My, my whole fucking system is broken after New York. You can't get ahead of it, and then I just got... Your physical, like, body system? Right. I can't get sleep and work and everything is not lining up right now.
2: <sighs> I'm sorry.
1: I just got back from uh, Six Flags. Yeah, it just was now.
2: theme park day for the family, apparently.
1: Well, yeah, Jamie and Mason went to Disney. Yeah. And I went to Six Flags because we're scouting for a shoot we're doing there later in the week. But they gave us these gold bands, Ugh. and we got to go up the exit and skip everything and go immediately on the ride. Oh, so shit. So we rode like seven roller coasters in an hour. What? I know, it sounds awesome, but it takes a toll on your body. <laughs> uh, you did start you do, to not know what's up and down.
2: Did you do full throttle?
1: I don't. I honestly couldn't tell you the name of any of them. We did the newest one. The one the right wooden roller coaster they made into like a metal roller coaster.
2: The one right up front.
1: I don't know because we went in through the back.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, they did that one that like goes up and over the loop and it, it's only with the lap bar. Yes. Yeah, and it like launches you real fast at the start. That one's fucking fun, and it stops and backs up halfway through.
1: Boy, I didn't do that one. We did. I don't know which ones we did.
2: Goliath, Maybe. the tall orange one with the huge Goliath. drop.
1: That drop yeah. is great. We did the one right next to that, the uh, the kind of traditional mm-hmm. loop-de-loop. Mm-hmm. I like the ones that plant you in your seat hard. I don't like the ones that make you feel like your stomach's going to come up out of your mouth. That Tatsu one where you're dangling, where they tip you forward, and you're, it's
2: like you're flying? Yeah. That, I have never feel more like I've gotten raped by a ride.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, they The guy I was with told us about that one, but I didn't do that. We didn't do that one today, mm. but... I did the version of that in Georgia that they call the Superman ride, which is essentially the same thing. Yeah. It's just, I didn't like it then either. It's that position it they hurts. have you in? <laughs> it's not a pleasing position to go flying around in. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a robot has you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's trying to flee from danger, and it's like crushing your sternum. <laughs> Jesus. And, and we, Guys, this, this is talking banter. It, oh, Yep. We should probably get into it. Sure. We're on a, we're on a limited time. Yeah. Uh, this, this is talking, if you're like, what's talking banter? Well, it's the official after show to the, the Dynamic Banter Podcast. And this week we're talking about episode 18, The Mayor of Earth. Yep. Which I hope you already listened to. Like a DVD commentary. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesse got, gave us notes this week and he color coded them.
2: Okay, so there's we can, we, we I'm can assuming through. I'm assuming there's never
1: there, been a better week for you to do this, Jesse.
2: <laughs> I'm assuming okay. there's there's uh one note for the first 45 minutes and it's Steve meets Chelsea.
1: <laughs> nope, there's lots of notes, but he put <laughs> the the interesting ones in green and then ones that connect in orange.
2: That sounds like the amber alert that's different from the, you know, the codes of like orange is like terrorist threat level, whatever. There's a scale of colors of like the level of terrorist threat that no one knows or would bother to remember because it's stupid. Right.
1: But you do? Is that what you're telling me? I just remember that it exists. Because I know that there are color codes. I don't know what they
2: yeah, are. Yeah, but it's like orange and tan and whatever. Like, I don't know. It's real fucking, just whatever. There's a problem. Look out. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, Jesse did an amber alert color graph for the notes this week. <laughs> um, let's, let's dive right into it. We're on, a, we're on a tight schedule this week. Yeah,
2: and there's too much to unpack.
1: There's a lot to unpack, and we got a lot more emails. But uh, I, we promised Mitchell and Khaliv we'd get to their emails this week, and we're, we're gonna.
2: We're men of Stay our tuned. word.
1: Um, first up, at 23 seconds, Steve says Mike is a busy boy. So he's not around for this week's podcast. Chelsea Dunaway is the super secret guest host. Did he say where Mike was?
2: I think he said he's working on Wrestling Fred. Oops, sorry. Wrestling. Yeah. No G. Listen,
1: we don't... No G. (laughs) Uh, Although I think he
2: has the correct apostrophe. Do we use the apostrophe? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, talking I mean, banter is grammatically correct.
2: Yeah, you can't do the apostrophe on like Twitter or something. I get it, but
1: well, one, not in the handle. Yeah, it breaks this the HTML or whatever. Sure, I don't know what I'm talking about.
2: I heard that it will make Twitter explode if you put an apostrophe anywhere ever.
1: Absolutely, yeah. it's like Twitter terrorism. <laughs> uh, yellowish alert. Um, that first note was green. This note is orange. Orange. Wait. At three. Green is it?
2: Okay. Green is interesting. Yes. And orange is not interesting.
1: Orange is a is a. Do you say orange or orange? Orange. Okay. Uh, or orange <laughs> is a is a through line <laughs> that connects throughout.
0: Oh. but is dispersed
1: throughout I, the podcast. I thought so I, I, this is the first, I missed that part. This is the first orange beat. Because I was and thinking says,
2: if green was interesting, then maybe orange should have been the stuff that he just didn't write down. But, but never mind. not write it down. Yeah, that's black
1: not- is not interesting. I'm just skipping over black for the sake of time. <laughs> uh, at 3.15, Steve asks Chelsea if she heard what happened with the 10 Cloverfield Lane Twitter account. Let's see how long it takes him to circle back around.
2: Now I get the the orange. Now I get it. Yeah, okay. Okay, this is all making sense.
1: Next note, 655. There was a Mean Girls Day on Twitter. The mayor of Earth demanded it, and Twitter was forced to comply because of an intergalactic decree put forth by the Council of Planets that no sitting terrestrial mayor ever be ousted or jousted for that matter. (laughs) Jesse's uh, is taking creative license with the notes this week. No shit. What I loved... I couldn't not think of what the Mayor of Earth show would look like starring Steve. <laughs> I feel like... And if we get squirrely, I might do some of it. I might convince him to let to do it for Nuclear Family.
2: You know what's interesting to me is um, Chelsea's been watching... Of all the things that, that we we all have in common and love, she's never seen Mr. Show, or at least properly... Really? Yeah, so she's been watching it through, and they had a character, I think John Ennis played, the mayor of television.
1: And oh, it was, is that where all this came from? Well,
2: that's the thing. I mean, that's, it's just like we've always had like funny mayor things in our heads like that, but I, Steve didn't bring it up, and I thought for sure with all that mayor talk they were going to get to Mr. Show, and then later when they brought up Bob Odenkirk and stuff, I really thought <laughs> at some point they were going to talk about Mr. Show because that's like... Huge, and Chelsea's experiencing it for the first time, which is something that's kind of important to us right now, you know
1: yeah it it was it seems like it was right there in front of him. It might have been too obvious
2: he wasn't see it, maybe he was in a different podcast mode and he wasn't feeling the first time vibes i uh I get that it's hard to multitask we'll, we'll,
1: get, we'll get back into it later mm. uh next note at ten minutes. Steve thinks that dynamic banter, the mayor of Earth, is prime clickbait that is sure to bring in a round of boys for the guys. <laughs> I agree. I'm going to stop telling you what the minutes are because I want to play my how deep are we in the podcast game.
2: Right. I'm, I'm, I don't know how well that's going to go this week. I mean, whatever. But I, de- I definitely remember pausing at a certain point thinking, my God, how, how far are we? And I was at the halfway point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the it's, It is weird to me how different the show is without Mike. Oh, yeah. Because it feels like when Mike's there, Steve still drives the conversation.
2: Yeah, sometimes. Y- you know, it takes yeah. on
1: a whole... It's a totally different mm-hmm. animal without Mike.
2: It's definitely... That's that's Steve, and that's, the Steve, that's how Steve would do a show, and does a show. But it's, it's nice that you can tell the difference, you know? Right. It makes it kind of... Still
1: good. Still good. Yeah, but Dynamic she's Banter different.
2: wouldn't be what it is without those two, obviously. There's no, actually, there's nothing else to it, so what I'm saying is <laughs> redundant.
1: But Chelsea should have her own show on the EZU, <laughs> because I did enjoy her a yeah, lot. she's great. Uh, next up, Chelsea misses Mike. Steve Mm. says that the show doesn't work without Mike, and he wishes Chelsea wasn't there. (laughs) Should have said all that after that note, apparently. (laughs) Uh, next up, Steve mentions the mayor of TV, the mayor of movies, and then suggests that a mayor of Hollywood would be awesome, forgetting that Hollywood is a real place and already has a system of governance in place. (laughs)
2: I don't know if it has a mayor, though, because is it still, on like, I know when you get over the hill into the valley and stuff, you, the cities become their own places, but I think Hollywood's in Los Angeles, right? Like, when you write yeah, a, le- feel, a letter or something. I feel
1: dumb not knowing, Yeah. nor did I look it up, but I don't think that there's a mayor of Hollywood. If if there is, it's like a, it's it's not a real position, it's just a fun thing that people say because there's the mayor of los angeles would cover hollywood
2: that's what i'm thinking it's kind of like the queen just for show
1: um if it does back, exist a while back me and steve talked about doing uh an easy you podcast <laughs> that every episode would be a different pilot to a podcast oh yeah 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 and it would just be an occasional um it seems like that went away, but I I I want I want to see it come back just to hear episode 1 of The Mayor of Movies. <laughs> I think it would I, I don't know. It could go either way. But the little taste we got, I'm <laughs> interested. So stay tuned. Stay tuned listeners. I want to I think that's a funny idea. But then Chelsea, we could, you know, Chelsea could get her own podcast from New York.
2: She could be the, the mayor of New York. I don't think that...
1: <laughs> I think that's Jay-Z. Oh. Is that not Jay-Z? Um,
2: maybe I'm thinking of Empire State of Mind.
1: <laughs> Next up, the California town of Idlewild has a ta- a town dog named Mayor Max. Steve says they have to replace him because dogs die, but Chelsea mishears him and is mortified shes She thinks that they flush the dog down the toilet and replace it every twelve months or so <laughs> did they is that a real thing? Is Idlewild so hippy dippy that they that they made a dog the mayor as the dog walks through the back of your shot?
2: I thought you were wondering if oh you
1: saw. <laughs> Riggs went went by at the perfect time. <laughs> I thought,
2: were you wondering, do people really flush dogs down the toilet? Is that a real thing?
1: Do people flush dogs down the toilet?
2: Are there toilet dogs? The only reason I'm thinking about that for more than a second is because there's the old, like, throwing a sack of kittens in the river thing.
1: (laughs) You ever seen Ghoulies 2, where
2: they come up the toilet? No, but I saw the VHS cover my whole life and it scared me. Coming right out of the toilet.
1: Do you think that was based on toilet dogs? <laughs> People, like dogs that are mayors only have 12 months before they get flushed on the toilet and then they pop up people's toilets We should just give them a little bite? We
2: should do that with actual politics. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? We're it, there. We're already there. <laughs> Remember in Men in Black 2 when they had to escape the, their base, their home base, and they escaped through like getting flushed out of a giant toilet?
1: I, I don't remember anything from Men in Black 2. Yeah,
2: that's, that's the level of uh, excellence that we're talking about with Men in Black 2. I don't remember much, but I was shocked to the point that I remember
1: it still. Um, probably also inspired by Toilet Dogs. <laughs> toilet Dogs now sounds like a hot dog that you find in the toilet.
2: Oh, one of our uh, sketches, I can show you a Toilet Dog that gets eaten.
1: I watched the um Dick and a Bomb sketch today. Dick Bomb. Dick Bomb? Mm-hmm. It was that was beautiful. He watched the, I loved the every sketch or the
2: or the bloopers.
1: Well I honestly I watched the bloopers first and I didn't understand and then I realized <laughs> I had not seen the sketch.
2: I think the bloopers might be better.
1: It uh it might be Steve's best work. <laughs> Uh, next up Steve is a sad boy because Jean shallot died in a tragic boat smashums act incident <laughs> be honest with me what did you hear um
2: I think I knew that it was boat smashups but I heard boat smash ums because that's funnier
1: i I heard boat smashups. Mm-hmm. But then, through the the conversation, it made me think Gene Shallet would say boat smashums, sure. And so I turned my opinion. <laughs> that being said, smash up as a term,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that means. Oh, this is the next note. Steve wants to take the take back the phrase smash up. He wants it to mean. That he went to fucking town. He had a real fucking fuck time. Chelsea (laughs) thinks that a smash-up should denote a threesome.
2: Yeah, the nice thing about that is Jesse didn't take any liberties there. I do remember that's exactly (laughs) what Steve said.
1: It's just it's so close to mash-up. I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. Why smash-up hasn't been a thing.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe people... Maybe Smash was around for a long time and it's died off. Isn't there a, like a Google something that you can look up a word and see like the the height of its popularity in the last hundred years or so? You can oh, see. I don't it, know. Is you there can a track it like
1: outside of your building.
2: Oh, maybe.
1: Nice. Carry on.
2: Uh, yeah, you can look up words and see like when they're when when they were first. You can see on like a a chart when it first like got started getting used and then when it got used a lot and how it like whatever you can follow the graph over the years it's fun
1: that's that's i'm not gonna do it right now but that might wait be my future it yep. might be my the rest of my night
2: now i'm trying to think if it's words or if it's just for names <laughs> if you want to look up like for like a baby name or something
1: um i'll find out by next week for sure please now i'm interested i'm halfway through star trek one though so i gotta <laughs> do that first
2: so you got a good hour and a half to go
1: yeah i don't hate it
2: no no it's not it's not awful it's different it's it's way more interesting than i remembered it being yeah i feel like that came out in like 79 also jerry goldsmith did the score for the first time and that's where that theme that they use for next generation comes from that's so great it's a
1: huge score yeah amazing like from minute one it's it's big it's yeah, I, I didn't realize that.
2: Well, and it's two years after Star Wars, so everyone's trying to do that next Star Wars thing. But I feel like they kind of went, like, you know what? No, we're definitely going to do more of a 2001 space odyssey thing with Star Trek. That's the first movie.
1: Well, don't spoil it. I don't remember any of it. Also, as those dr- of you who have no idea what we're talking about. Hector Navarro, me and Hector got in an argument on set yesterday about best Star Trek movies and how to qualify them and Hector pulled up on his phone he's already made a like fully formed list of every Star Trek movie (laughs) and where they rank and so I accepted his challenge to build my own but Insurrection is always the point of controversy. Controversy.
2: Yeah you're the one who likes it.
1: It's one of my favorites Yeah.
2: (laughs) What's wrong with you?
1: (laughs) Well I want to see because watching back through all of them I wonder if it holds up in in the midst of it all I don't think
2: the thing about Star Trek is there's so many different variations that there's something for everybody, but not all of it's going to appeal to one person, I don't think.
1: Not all things for everybody? No, What's but... What's your hashtag?
2: They, well, you know, and they. I think Steve even brought it up. For, it wasn't even that relevant to the conversation, but it happened.
1: <laughs> all right, so the next note here is 10 Cloverfield Lane tweeted out, Happy Mean Girls Day, and Steve thinks it was ridiculous. Chelsea reads all of our minds and responds. That was it. Now, this is the second orange (laughs) note. How deep do you think we're in the podcast at this point? Mm, 10 minutes. 26 minutes and 51 seconds. Oh,
2: my God. See, this episode is the opposite. I feel like less happened in more time for once.
1: Interesting. Mm. Next note, Owen, conforming to history... Refuses to hop on a mic at Steve's request. Owen ignores Chelsea's greeting. Owen apparently has a new way of communicating with Steve on the podcast, but he doesn't go into what it is. Texting? Question mark.
2: Uh, I wrote a note on my phone and showed it to
1: him. Um, you could have texted him. It makes that weird noise though on the podcast if you get a call. Well, right? plus I was right there. Fair. Where, where in this did you say Dan Trachtenberg wrote Mean Girls? That's what I wrote down and showed him. He super didn't, though. No. Not even a little bit. <laughs> that was Tina Fey. Uh,
2: misinformation is my favorite kind of information.
1: <laughs> when, when it came up, I was so floored by it <laughs> that I had to look it up.
2: Steve played it perfect too, which is the best part because you just totally go with it. Like all, because everyone knows, even normal people know that Tina Fey wrote Mean Girls. That's like a part of the culture thing. Everyone knows.
1: Well, beyond that, I've known Dan for a long time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it, like no, I mean, it my, we're not we're not currently hanging out, but uh, yeah, like back in the day, Jamie did make up for his black box short, and uh-huh. I knew uh, I know Alex Albrecht.
2: Yeah, no, if anyone would appreciate that kind of bullshit, I think Dan would. Nice. And I just wanted everyone listening at the same time to go like, no, he fucking didn't.
1: <laughs> I Well, my thought was, I was like, does Owen really think that Dan wrote Mean Girls? Where did he get this information from?
2: I think I actually wrote in my note, and Steve played it better than I wrote it, but I said uh, Dan Trachtenberg wrote Mean Girls, common misconception. It was Tina Fey. <laughs>
1: Uh, next up, Steve sarcastically claims this to be a great podcast. Chelsea thinks everyone is asleep. I'd rank it number two all time right behind bees. Whoa. That's from Jesse. Whoa. That's a big note.
2: Well, just like Star Trek, I think there's a dynamic banter out there for everyone. <laughs>
1: I would say this is the insurrection of Dynamic Banter Podcast.
2: Oh. you got to
1: be way in to get off on this one.
2: Uh, Unless you're you, that's like a serious insult.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Well, it's me. It's coming from a positive place because Uh I love insurrection. Uh I was talking about insurrection in parallel to Beyond because I said Star Trek Beyond is like this runs insurrection and Hector (laughs) thought I was saying it was a bad movie. Right. I was like, no, I, I think Beyond is amazing.
2: Well, I think that's why we don't communicate, you know, uh, normal emotions with, like, Star Trek analogies. It doesn't... It, it, it People don't hear the same thing, you know?
1: Uh, Yeah, well, you know, listen. Time will tell. Time will tell on its direction. <laughs> <laughs> it could come back around. I feel like it's one of those... Well, also, Hector was trying to argue that that Final Frontier is good, and it's not good.
2: Oh, we could... It's a mess. I mean, I could go on and on about it with you. I got I got theories. I got all kinds of shit, but it may be after you. Just like Lost, we're going to have to wait for Brett to catch up.
1: I know. Fucking Brett. <laughs> Piece of shit. I can't... But watch some TV, man. Watch some movies. God. By, by the way, I remember when we had to record Lost, like,
2: ahead of time, but this week we finally get to watch 203.
1: Um, yeah, I'm gonna watch it though. Yeah, I wasn't gonna wait, and now I haven't seen it yet.
2: Yeah, I can't. Well, you know, we like to wait till we, till we record it so it's fresh, but I can't wait to watch it.
1: <laughs> I can't believe how excited you are about Lost. Well, I didn't. I didn't think I would see the day. It's uh, but here we are.
2: <laughs> like all things in life, enjoy it while it lasts.
1: I think the rewatch of Insurrection that's going to happen oh God. is going to turn you around. You still
2: have to do Jack and Jill.
1: Fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> when Do, do we want to put a date on Jack and Jill in the commentarium? Let's not, because
2: they've, they put dates on the commentarium before, and well.
1: Damn it. Okay. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to talk to Chris are you gonna
2: watch jack and jill in between which two star trek movies are you gonna watch it in between i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna burn through star trek i'm gonna try to like watch one a day Mm. so stay tuned to the twitter you
2: know the last time i watched them all in a row i hadn't i'd only seen like a few of them and Mm -hmm. our buddy uh kit was like oh man you gotta watch them all and i was like really sick like a decade ago and uh I don't get sick that often. So he brought over all, like, ten movies or whatever to me. And I was really sick that week and, like, feverish. And, like, I would kind of fall asleep watching the movies and, like, have horrible fever dreams about Klingons and stuff. So it it all seems like a little bit of a nightmare. But I can... The
1: Romulans seem, like, the spookiest to me.
2: Wait, are you talking about, like, the newer ones or when...
1: Across the board, the Klingons—they they really, you really know what their agenda is. They're mm. just not. They're just like ready to fight all yeah. the time. They're kind of yeah. angry, but you can they're kind of. Asleep. You can read. Romulans re- are a little yeah. more cunning.
2: Yeah, you can reason with a Klingon. It seems like if you if you speak their their loyal warrior lingo.
1: Um. Steve asked Chelsea to share some of the fun stuff they've created together. She shares only one before a tangent carries them off. <laughs> vom Vom to vomit on someone as a surprise joke. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't burn through
2: all of them so we can still do some of their good stuff. I mean, we can do it anyways, but it'll be not better if it's surprises. But yeah, I was actually, for a while, thinking they were going to get back to that, and they definitely never did.
1: Well, that's because Steve has a weird reaction to people vomiting, where he immediately runs to the closest backpack and begins to rifle through it for nothing in particular. (laughs) Steve thinks people are afraid of talking about their mental health issues because of what people will think. He is somewhere between thinking that he should talk about it because of mental health awareness and not talking about it because it's not really anyone's business. Then the podcast went to a really weird place, which was actually kind of, I, I found it super interesting but it is to me I think the internet can be like a horrible trash can place of people. Sure. But I think I don't think people are as keen to really dig in if you're if you're being vulnerable and really, you know, being sincere about something like
2: Yeah, especially if you're in like a Reddit anxiety. or something where you're talking to other people about the same kind of subject with the same sensitivity. I don't think you really get, like, bullied in that kind of environment.
1: Like, I don't think th- that people are going to send Steve videos of people throwing up just to <laughs> be pieces of shit.
2: But he's fine with, like, fake vomiting for stuff.
1: Um, I, I showed Jamie a video of a guy who was taking a dump and his friend kicked the door open and threw him a beer, which he immediately cracked open and shotgunned. And then stood like four feet away from the toilet and fired shit at the toilet. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, I was like, "Do you think this is funny? I want to know how compatible <laughs> we are after <laughs> five years of marriage." And she thought the shotgunning part was very funny, and the projectile shit to not be funny at all. Yeah, I get that. And I feel like you got to take one with the other. <laughs>
2: I like the I mean the whole joke could have been the friend kicked open the door and the guy instead of freaking out or whatever was his immediate instinct kicks in, he catches the beer and slams it like that's fun. That guy was ready to party. The next I
1: think thing, that's why Jamie didn't like it. She thought that was That it. was it. Yeah. And she was in.
2: Well, little twist.
1: So,
2: A little Shyamalan sure. surprise at the end of that one. <laughs>
1: But like a really shocking, interesting one.
2: Yeah, you're right. It's actually way more interesting.
1: (laughs) Um, Steve mentions www.dynamicbanter.com and that it was created by some nerd from the internet. Cute. I feel like he name-checked Jesse. He did. Steve plays a history road from my dimension and seems to be super confused by its carefully constructed premise.
2: I, he played that for me when I got back, or I when I, I was, like, busy doing other stuff, but after he was done recording, he's like, you gotta hear this, man. And as he was playing it back, I was like, wait, you think you missed an interview for real? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I thought was funny. Yeah, I guess he just is so busy. Dude's got
1: a lot of shit going on. I know,
2: I know, I get it, but, like. I guess maybe we we feel like we know Jesse better, or I don't know. We you know we've had our
1: well Jesse's integral to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did. I thought that was funny that he thought that, and I was going to tell Jesse you should schedule that interview seriously. <laughs> that being said, that history road was fucking brilliant. Oh, and I've... it cracked me up. Knocked it, it out of the park. Multiple texts from Chris McCaleb about how great it was. <laughs> Um, Chris, but, uh, who's a,
2: as we've discussed, is a very successful editor. And that, that bit was all about editing.
1: Yeah. So, kudos.
2: And pouring through uh, hours of footage, as it were, geez. to find just the right moments.
1: I know. I can't, I can't... Like, I don't have time to do anything. I know. I barely have time to do this podcast. Man,
2: the, actually listening to that, that bit, like, I'm so bummed because we used to, like, screw around and do some more fun stuff like that. But once it really became our full-like lifetime and business, we right. don't have the time to do the fun just screwing around. Not not in that not kind of carefree way where you come up with the best stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've had to turn DC our DC TV show into like my playground for crazy shit. That's what we do. Like it's
2: uh, we we can't just do the news seriously cuz we need to screw around. It's got to be fun.
1: But Jesse still, I think you should still get that interview on the books. Steve, <laughs> he might as well Steve's just because he can. <laughs> Jamie told me the other day, she's like, I sent Steve a Snapchat, like a direct Snapchat message, and I never heard back. And I was like, You have his phone number, man. Just text him. Uh-huh.
2: Like, do you how you know many Snapchat why are you messages out to him on
1: Snapchat? He probably has a thousand people sending him yeah. Snapchat messages.
2: Oh yeah, I've seen him. He he goes through them as best he can. You know, he'll do it from time yeah. to time when he has a minute. But like, it's so much.
1: Next up, Steve confirms that if you go to his shows, he will tell you what happened to Ross at SourceFed. <laughs> TLDR, he says the stories in the subreddit are mostly true. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask you here, but I'm really interested to know off, off mic. Uh,
2: I don't think it's like that. I think the joke was okay. like, who cares?
1: <laughs> oh, Okay. Especially because well, I knew Ross before SourceFed, and then Ross did, came and did something for DC that we ended up having to cut because Theatrical wouldn't let us. It was like a roundtable about the movies, and it, it ha- we can't do anything from DC that's like, speculating because it's coming from an official channel, right. so our speculation gets interpreted as truth. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I didn't know he was at SourceFed, and I was all excited for him, and the next time I saw him, he wasn't at SourceFed anymore. It <laughs> <That> was <laughs> before my time. Oh. But people like have been
2: coming in and out. I think that was just kind of the first in and out, you know, from the original group. So people were like, Whoa. But since then it's just, you know it's it's not it's not a big deal. It's not the same. It's like, oh we're just there's a there's a show going on and some people stay and some people come and go and we're we're trying to do the best show we can for everybody. They, uh, this business is so not permanent, anyways.
1: Oh no! Like having, I try to explain that to my wife all the time. Yeah, I'm like, I could not have a job like tomorrow.
2: Yeah, yeah. Have, having had this job, having been at SourceFed for three years, that's crazy for this town.
1: Yeah, this is the fourth season at DC. Wow, I, it's crazy. But uh, the last green note reads: Steve asks if Chelsea has anything to plug, insinuating that she is a trash person with no creative balls in the air. All of the balls are gathering dust on the floor of a meth lab in the basement of a rent-controlled apartment in New York City. Whoa, (laughs) Jesse. So Chelsea didn't plug anything? I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) No,
2: I think she does comedy shows and stuff in New York, but she's just not the kind of person to talk about it, you know?
1: (laughs) Go track her down, guys. The last note here, not green, but it just says simply "boat smashems," which I think is the latest addition to the shirts that will never get made.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, uh, was uh, Chris did the graphic right?
1: Oh yeah, of uh, shallot. It?
2: Yeah, it's ready. By the way, I haven't looked at it. I'll look it up right now because I'm curious for myself. But I, I believe Steve said after he was done with that podcast and stuff that he looked it up, and Gene Shallot is not dead. <laughs> Oh, really? I'm not. Yeah, I think that's what he said, but let, let me check right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, please check. Oh, also, someone finally corrected me on Twitter today. The sport what? The sport I was thinking of was lacrosse. When was that? Uh, A long time when ago? We were, no, the last lost one, I think, because we were talking about Quidditch. And I said, it's like this particular sport, but the only thing that makes it Quidditch is flying. And the sport I was thinking of was lacrosse. We landed on like high lie or something. I couldn't remember the name. Lacrosse.
1: Well, I'm glad we were able to correct first time show here on Talkin' Banter.
2: <laughs> well, it wasn't me. I mean, th- someone gave me the right information because that's uh, I'm, that's exactly what I was thinking of. I just I couldn't think of it at the time. When you're in lost mode, you know, it's hard to. I hear you. It's hard to get your brain that whole way. Uh, we get a little lost. Gene Shallot is 90 years old and still alive.
1: I, I sort of thought you would look it up and be like, no, he's dead. He's dead. Oh, no. Steve's going to be so happy.
2: That means at the time... Tell
1: him before they record Dynamic Banter. <laughs> <laughs> like, right before.
2: I think he knows, but that means at the time that he was reviewing Face Off, he was, like, 71 years old.
1: And I, I, w- I wish he would jump back in and do a YouTube movie review show now. Oh, man. Like, I would love to hear Shallow's review of the Neon Demon. <laughs> A lot of model smash <laughs> Uh Alright, you ready for emails? That's the end of the uh, the old dynamic banter episode.
2: How do I send you a message on this Skype? Oh, here it is.
1: Are you sending me a message?
2: Yeah, just click on that. Just for your your own edification.
1: I gotta turn the AC off. Alright, turn the AC off. I'm gonna... It won't let me go. It's not mysterious. He sent me Gene Shallots google prompt what all right we're gonna get into we're gonna get right into emails did you look at that yes
2: what did i miss
1: i just told i told everyone what i was looking at
2: well what is it
1: i clicked it by the way uh four times and it's having a terrible time opening really yeah oh. it's an image of gene shallot
2: it's really just a link to a Google search of Gene Chalet 2016.
1: He looks great.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's ridiculous, of course.
1: I mean, when you live your life with that mustache, you don't you don't bail on that. You think it's the mustache
2: more than the hair, huh?
1: The hair just is an is an accent piece. It went from mm. like a perfectly coiffed 70s fro. To now, just crazy old man hair. Mm-hmm. The eyebrows are exquisite. Because <laughs> you can't and the really control. A little frog poking out is great. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you can't control your eyebrows, so that's just a gift. Like you can grow out your must. You can choose the length of your mustache. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't choose yeah, yeah. to grow your eyebrows long. Although they are no, definitely good. Getting...
1: Eyebrows are a gift. People, I I always. Question people who really uh, aggressively pluck their eyebrows and try to wax those guys down,
2: oh, so you're like a Kara de Dele- fan Ooh.
1: I am Kara delvin and uh mother of dragons what's her name
2: uh Emily Duravin.
1: and that's uh, not it but uh and uh Phil Collins daughter, Lily Collins, has great eyebrows
2: mm. Do you know which one Emily DeRaven is? Raven? I feel like she was the Khaleesi before the Khaleesi. She was the Claire E.C.
1: Wait, who is that? Claire. Why is that so familiar? Claire. Claire. Oh, Claire. She's going to be Belle on Once Upon a Time. Might already be Belle on Once
2: Upon a Time. Oh, I think. Yeah, because Once Upon a Time has like Saeed
1: and stuff, right? Do they? I think so. ABC fam. Yeah, I, th- I always see trailers for Once Upon a Time, and I wonder if I if I'm missing out. Probably but not, not enough to check it out. I know. Um, okay, let's get into emails. Mitchell King sent us an email, and it says, "Hey, boyos, my friend and I have been wrestling with an extreme ethical dilemma over the last few days. I thought I would test you boys with it, as I feel you are more." Philosophically and mentally equipped of the two podcasts are the more of the two podcasts. You will need to suspend your disbelief to comprehend it, but it is borderline tearing my friend group apart, and I need a second opinion. Okay, here Se- it goes.
2: Second opinions are from the How Did This Get Made podcast. Second
1: opinions. <laughs> you have to eat a raw sausage, but you have a choice between a hot and cold sausage. The hot sausage is hot as if fresh off the grill, but is still entirely raw. The dilemma is not only grappling with the intense ethical implications of consuming a raw tube of meat, but which sausage is worth leaving uneaten, the freak of nature or the status quo. This hot, hot raw sausage could change the world, but will this change be good or bad? Just something to tickle your brains. Mitch, this is from Mitch the Hot Sausage Guardian. Says, P.S. I'm watching the first time stream as I type this and I swear if Owen is still wearing a white V-neck during talking banter, I'll be disgruntled. How many do you have anyway? If it's more than two, that's too many. (laughs) Buy a button up or a nice polo, you filthy animal. Still love you though. (laughs) I say this because I care. (laughs) Greetings from the land down under. Love the show. Thanks for the email, Mitch. Um, right now, Owen's wearing a a, a, a nice gray deep V. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, I'm
1: wearing a white deep V. You are it's not deep; a, a normal V. This is
2: normal. It might be the angle. I think when you work with the same people in these smaller offices every day, and, and the work is what's important. <laughs> and being comfortable while you're doing the work is what's important. Mm-hmm. And you're not working with celebrities or anything. <laughs> Sometimes it's just easier to not care so much about that.
1: I uh, I always wear V-necks because I have a long beard. Mm-hmm. And if I wear crew necks, it looks like I don't have a neck. Oh, you
2: do it for the look. Yeah. I I switched to the V-neck a few years ago cuz I feel like regular necks now like are like feel a little choky to me.
1: Well I should clarify, I don't give a shit. But that's what my wife tells me. <laughs> if I wear a crew neck. And really I'm only looking to impress her. Of so course. So if she's not into it, I'm not fucking wearing it. hmm Um, but to answer your question, which is a tough and confusing one, uh, I would want the hot sausage.
0: Hmm.
2: I feel like I could go either way. As long as the sausage has enough curing spices in the blend, then I don't think that the raw meat is going to be that much of a problem. Like, there's, like, Slim Jims and stuff. Is that raw meat? No, but it's some sort of processed something. It's definitely not, like, hot and fresh cooked meat.
1: It's gross.
2: I mean, it's it's a meaty paste kind of thing. But I think with sausages, I'm saying Slim Jim is one full extreme. Or at the other end of the extreme is like basically unsalted, uncured raw meat.
1: I just feel like if it's hot, you don't taste it as much. I could see the cold
2: being kind of tasty too, though. As long as it's got some spices and a little snap, I think it's fine.
1: A little snap in the bite. So we're going to leave Mitchell with this totally undecided. (laughs) well excellent
2: it's like well i I can't remember where we brought it up but it's like what do you like better star trek or star wars if you had to pick one it's like star trek right that's not the point the point is (laughs) you don't have to pick
1: yeah that's that's true the
2: beauty of this world
1: i think that my enjoyment of Star Trek makes me like Star Wars a little less.
2: Oh, I didn't care about that. I thought we were still talking about sausages.
1: I'm still hot. Hot sausage. And hot I would, sausage for this guy.
2: And, okay. So, I say hot wins because he picks hot, Brett, he, who I'm talking yes. to, you. Me. Uh, but I would probably pick both. I don't care. Either or.
1: Listen, Mitchell, as long as it's not a toilet dog... I'll eat it. That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: Depends Let's on the to toilet. One more
1: email. One more email, and uh, and then we'll get out of here. I'm getting a call from my wife. I feel like our time is ticking away. This email is from Khaliv Matzi. Matzi, maybe. Matisse, like the painter? Matisse? No, it's not that. It's Matzi. Kaliv Matzi.
2: Matza? Matza ball soup. Probably
1: wrong. Mm. It says to Brett and Owen, and this is a long one, so buckle in. (sighs) (sighs) I have been a long time listener of the Talking Banter podcast, and an even longer listener of the Dynamic Banter podcast. I've enjoyed these podcasts for a while now, and look forward to both of them weekly. I also listened to all of Clover Cloverfields, and I've dabbled in the first-time show. But so far, I've enjoyed these podcasts silently, refraining from engaging on social media until now. After this latest episode of Talking Banter, I couldn't just sit back anymore. And this was the one where you say we, we were begging for emails, which is totally fine because we got emails. <laughs> this episode, the after-show episode of Dynamic Banter, episode 15, was exceptional. Yes, indeed. This episode was very exceptional. Exceptionally terrible. Do you guys remember that episode of Dynamic Vanter with Mike when Mike talked about how some podcasts put out shit episodes? This episode was one of those episodes. <laughs> a big old hot piece of shit. By the way, I didn't pre vet these emails. No, um, no kidding. <laughs> she says, it was a mess. It was awkward. There was a baby halfway through. Most of the time, you guys talked about some other podcast that isn't the podcast you're supposed to be an after show of. It wasn't even funny, but you guys were laughing blissfully, unaware of the absolute turd of a podcast you were shitting out of your little anuses. Ultimately, while parts of the episode were a snooze fest, it was entertaining. In the same way watching a train wreck is entertaining. The same way watching a man drinking a cup of donkey semen is, quote, entertainment. But honestly, if you guys had just drunk some donkey sperm, I'd be less embarrassed for you than I was listening to this travesty of a podcast episode. I will continue to listen to this podcast. I hope you guys will improve the show, because I know it could be something great. Even though the latest episode was a horrific tragedy of a podcast. It was real bad. Keep it real. Cheers! Khaliv Matzi. Ray- Riggs did not. I think it would like improve it. the show if you recorded face to face rather than through Skype. I think that was our favorite episode that we did, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, I appreciate the uh, the criticism, but just hashtag not all things for all people. Not everything for everyone. Yeah,
2: that's a good way to live.
1: Well, here's the deal, Cleve. I hope this one was better. We stayed, I feel like we stayed on topic and it was crisp and clean, tight. And uh, we're gonna get out of here. Thanks, thank you to everyone who sent emails. Uh, Philip, we're gonna get to your fanfic next week when we have a little more time. And let's talk offline about this commentarium. We got a lot to talk about offline. <laughs> I hear you. <ya. laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, I, I, I hope I hope we we do better <laughs> every week. <laughs> <laughs> For you, for us, it's wonderfully entertaining.
2: Man, I've never disliked something enough to write out something like that.
1: You know, I like that we've inspired uh, her to show up on the social media.
2: How do you know it's a her?
1: Oh, man. Well, you know, listen. Could go either way. <laughs> but with that, with that email, I, I, I don't care.
2: Maybe you just meant her like a ship.
1: Right. Her like the royal her.
0: That's Spike Jones
2: is right? the royal her. Yeah. Why not? Thanks, everybody. Oh, lights out. That
0: was a headgum podcast. This is a headgum podcast.
1: better be quiet that's what I told her (laughs) she's gonna go to the kennel the pal I'm uh yeah I I wanted to get this done last night my my whole fucking system is broken after New York You can't get ahead of it and then I just got your physical
2: like body system
1: right I can't get sleep and work and everything is not lining up right now (sighs) I'm sorry I just got back from uh, Six Flags. Yeah, it just was just now.
2: Theme park day for the family, apparently.
1: Well, yeah, Jamie and Mason went to Disney. Yeah. And I went to Six Flags because we're scouting for a shoot we're doing there later in the week. But they gave us these gold bands, oh. and we got to go up the exit and skip everything and go immediately on the ride. Oh, so shit. So we rode like seven roller coasters in an hour.
2: What? Or,
1: I know it sounds awesome, but it takes a toll on your body. <laughs> uh, you did start you do, to not know what's up and down. Did you do full throttle? I don't. I honestly couldn't tell you the name of any of them. We did the newest one, the one right wooden roller coaster. They made it like a metal roller coaster.
2: The one right up front.
1: I don't know because we went in through the back.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, they did that one that like goes up and over the loop, and it, it's only with the lap bar. Yes. Yeah, and it like launches you real fast at the start. That one's fucking fun. And it stops and backs up halfway through.
1: Boy, I didn't do that one. We did... I don't know which ones we did. Goliath,
2: Maybe. the tall orange one with the huge Goliath. drop.
1: That drop yeah. is great. We did the one right next to that, the, uh, the kind of traditional mm-hmm. loop-de-loop. Mm-hmm. I like the ones that plant you in your seat hard. I don't like the ones that make you feel like your stomach's going to come up out of your mouth. That... Tatsu one where you're dangling, where they tip you forward and you're, it's like you're flying.
2: Yeah, that I've never feel more like I've gotten raped by a ride.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, they the guy I was with told us about that one, but I didn't do that. We didn't do that one today, mm. but I did the version of that in Georgia that they call the Superman ride, which is essentially the same thing. Yeah, it's just, I didn't like it then either. It's that position it they hurts. have you in. <laughs> it's not a pleasing position to go flying around and
2: uh-uh.
1: <laughs> it's like a it's like a robot has you mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's trying to flee from danger and it's like crushing your sternum <laughs> jesus and, and guys we, this, this is talking banter yeah, oh we yep. should probably get into it sure we're on a, we're on a limited time yeah uh this, this is talking if you're like what's talking banter well it's the official after show to the the dynamic banter podcast and this week we're talking about episode 18 the mayor of earth Yep, which I hope you already listened to. Like a DVD commentary. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so Jesse got gave us notes this week and he color-coded them.
2: Okay, so there's, we can, we, we I'm can assuming. I'm assuming there's never
1: there, been a better week for you to do this, Jesse.
2: <laughs> I'm assuming there's there's uh one note for the first 45 minutes and it's Steve meets Chelsea. <laughs>
1: Nope, there's lots of notes, but he put the the interesting ones in green, and then ones that connect in orange.
2: That sounds like the amber alert that's different from the... You know the codes of like, orange is like terrorist threat level whatever, there's a scale of colors of like the level of terrorist threat that no one knows or would bother to remember because it's stupid.
1: But you do? Is that what you're telling me? I just remember that it exists. Cuz I know that there are color codes. I don't know what they
2: yeah, are. Yeah, but it's like orange and tan and whatever like I don't know. It's real fucking just whatever. There's a problem. Look out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, Jesse did an amber alert color graph for the notes this week. <laughs> um, let's let's dive right into it. We're on a we're on a tight schedule this week.
2: Yeah, and there's too much but... to unpack.
1: There's a lot to unpack, and we got a lot more emails. But uh, I, we promised Mitchell and Khalif we'd get to their emails this week, and we're we're gonna.
2: We're men of Stay our tuned. word.
1: Um, first up at 23 seconds, Steve says Mike is a busy boy, so he's not around for this week's podcast. Chelsea Dunaway is the super secret guest host. Did he say where Mike was?
2: I think he said he's working on wrestling Fred. Oops, sorry. Wrestling.
1: Yeah. No G. Listen, we don't... No G. (laughs) Uh, Although, I I think he
2: has the correct apostrophe. Do we use the apostrophe? Yeah. Talking
1: banter is grammatically correct.
2: Yeah. You can't do the apostrophe on, like, Twitter or something. I get it, but... Well, not in the handle. Yeah.
1: It breaks the HTML or whatever. Sure. I don't know what I'm talking about.
2: I heard that it will make Twitter explode if you put an apostrophe anywhere ever.
1: Absolutely, yeah. it's like Twitter terrorism. <laughs> uh, yellowish alert. Um, that first note was green. This note is orange. Orange. Wait, at three.
2: Green okay. is it? Green is interesting. Yes. And orange is not interesting.
1: Orange is a is a. Do you say orange or orange? Orange. Okay. Uh, or Orange is a is a through line <laughs> that connects throughout. Oh. But is dispersed throughout I, the podcast. I thought I've, so this I, is the first, I missed that part. This is the first orange beat. Because I was and thinking
2: says, if green was interesting, then maybe orange should have been the stuff that he just didn't write down. But but never but mind. He write it down. Yeah, that's Black
1: not- is not interesting. I'm just skipping over black for the sake of time. Uh... <laughs> At 3.15, Steve asks Chelsea if she heard what happened with the 10 Cloverfield Lane Twitter account. Let's see how long it takes him to circle back Now I
2: the get answers. the orange. Now I get it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is all making sense.
1: Next note, 6.55. There was a Mean Girls Day on Twitter. The mayor of Earth demanded it, and Twitter was forced to comply because of an intergalactic decree put forth by the Council of Planets that no sitting terrestrial mayor ever be ousted or jousted, for that matter. (laughs) Jesse's uh, taking creative license with the notes this week. No shit. I loved... I couldn't not think of what the Mayor of Earth show would look like starring Steve. (laughs) I feel like... And if we get squirrely, I might do some of it. I might convince him to to do it for Nuclear Family.
2: You know what's interesting to me is um, Chelsea's been watching... Of all the things that, that we we all have in common and love, she's never seen Mr. Show, or at least properly. Really? Yeah. So she's been watching it through, and they had a character, I think John Ennis played, the mayor of television.
1: And oh. It was, is that where all this came from?
2: Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's, it's just like, we've always had like funny mayor things in our heads like that, but I, Steve didn't bring it up and i thought for sure with all that mayor talk they were going to get to mr show and then later when they brought up bob odenkirk and stuff i really thought <laughs> at some point they were going to talk about mr show cuz that's like huge and chelsea's experiencing it for the first time which is something that's kind of important to us right now you know
1: yeah it it was it seems like it was right there in front of him it might have been too mm-hmm. obvious he, he wasn't didn't see it
2: maybe he was in a different podcast mode and he wasn't feeling the first time vibes i uh I get that. It's hard to multitask. We'll, we'll, get,
1: we'll get back into it later. Mm. Uh, next note, at 10 minutes, Steve thinks that Dynamic Banter, the mayor of Earth, is prime clickbait that is sure to bring in a round of boys for the guys. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I'm going to stop telling you what the minutes are, because I want to play my how deep are we in the podcast game.
2: Right. I'm, I'm, I don't know how well that's going to go this week. I mean, whatever. But I, de- I definitely remember pausing at a certain point thinking my god how how far are we and i was at the halfway point
1: (laughs) the it's it is weird to me how different the show is without mike oh yeah because it feels like when mike's there steve still drives the conversation
2: yeah sometimes
1: you know it takes on a whole it's a totally different animal Mm -hmm. Without Mike.
2: It's definitely, that's, that's Steve, and that's, the Steve, that's how Steve would do a show, and does a show. But it's, it's nice that you can tell the difference, you know? Right. It makes it kind of... Still
1: good, still good. Yeah, but Dynamic banter different.
2: wouldn't be what it is without those two, obviously. there's no, Actually, there's nothing else to it, so what I'm saying is <laughs> redundant.
1: But Chelsea should have her own show on the EZU. <laughs> because I did enjoy her a yeah, lot. she's great. Uh, next up, Chelsea misses Mike. Steve mm. says that the show doesn't work without Mike and he wishes Chelsea wasn't there. <laughs> Should have said all that after that note, apparently. <laughs> uh, next up, Steve mentions the mayor of TV, the mayor of movies, and then suggests that a mayor of Hollywood would be awesome, forgetting that Hollywood is a real place and already has a system of governance in place.
2: <laughs> I don't know if it has a mayor, though, because is it still... on? Like, I know when you get over the hill into the valley and stuff, the cities become their own places, but I think Hollywood's in Los Angeles, right? Like when you write yeah, a, le- feel, a letter or something. I
1: feel dumb not knowing. Yeah. Nor did I look it up, but I don't think that there's a mayor of Hollywood. If If there is, it's like a... It's it's not a real position. It's just a fun thing that people say because there's the mayor of Los Angeles would cover Hollywood.
2: That's what I'm thinking. It's kind of like the Queen, just for show.
1: Um, if a it while does back, exist, a while back, me and Steve talked about doing uh, an Easy U podcast <laughs> that every episode would be a different pilot to a podcast. Oh yeah, 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 and it would just be an occasional. Um, it seems like that went away, but I, I, I want, I want to see it come back just to hear episode one of the mayor of movies. (laughs) I think it would, I I don't know. It could go either way, but the little taste we got, I'm (laughs) interested. So stay tuned. Stay tuned listeners. I want to, I think that's a funny idea. But then Chelsea, we could, you know, Chelsea could get our own podcast from New York.
2: She could be the, the mayor of New York. I don't think that...
1: <laughs> I think that's Jay-Z. Oh. Is that not Jay-Z?
2: Um, maybe I'm thinking of Empire State of Mind.
1: <laughs> Next up, the California town of Idlewild has a ta- a town dog named Mayor Max. Steve says they have to replace him. Because dogs die, but Chelsea mishears him and is mortified. She she thinks that they flush the dog down the toilet and replace it every twelve months or so. (laughs) Did they? Is that a real thing? (laughs) Is Idlewild so hippy dippy that they that they made a dog the mayor as the dog walks through the back of your shot?
2: I thought you were wondering if oh you
1: (laughs) Riggs went went by at the perfect time.
2: (laughs) I thought, were you wondering, do people really flush dogs down the toilet? Is that a real thing?
1: Do people flush dogs down the toilet? Are
2: there toilet dogs? The only reason I'm thinking about that for more than a second is because there's the old, like, throwing a sack of kittens in the river thing.
1: (laughs) You ever seen Ghoulies 2, where they come up the toilet?
2: No, but I saw the VHS cover my whole life and it scared me. Coming right out of the toilet.
1: Do you think that was based on toilet dogs? <laughs> People, like, dogs that are mayors only have 12 months before they get flushed on the toilet and then they pop up people's toilets We should just give them a little bite?
2: We should do that with actual politics. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Remember? We're it, there. We're already there. <laughs>
2: Remember in Men in Black 2 when they had to escape the, their base, their home base, and they escaped through, like, getting flushed out of a giant toilet?
1: I, I don't remember anything from Men in Black 2. Yeah,
2: that's, that's the level of uh, excellence that we're talking about with Men in Black 2. I don't remember much, but I was shocked to the point that I remember it still.
1: Um, probably also inspired by Toilet Dogs. <laughs> toilet Dogs now sounds like a hot dog that you find in the toilet.
2: Oh, one of our uh, sketches, I can show you a Toilet Dog that gets eaten.
1: I watched the um, "Dick and a Bomb" sketch today. Dick bomb. Dick bomb. Mm-hmm. It was. That was beautiful. He watched the I loved the sketch or the
2: or the bloopers.
1: Well, I honestly, I watched the bloopers first, and I didn't understand, and then I realized <laughs> I had not seen the sketch. I
2: think the bloopers might be better.
1: It uh, it might be Steve's best work. <laughs> uh next up Steve, Steve is a sad boy because Jean shallot died in a tragic boat smashums act incident <laughs> be honest with me what did you hear um I think
2: I knew that it was boat smash ups, but I heard boat smash-ums because that's funnier
1: i I heard boat smash ups. Mm-hmm. But then, through the the conversation, it made me think Gene Shallet would say boat smashums, sure. And so I turned my opinion. <laughs> that being said, smash up as a term, mm-hmm. that means. Oh, this is the next note. Steve wants to take the take back the phrase smash up. He wants it to mean. That he went to fucking town. He had a real fucking fuck time. Chelsea (laughs) thinks that a smash-up should denote a threesome.
2: Yeah, the nice thing about that is Jesse didn't take any liberties
1: there. I do remember that's exactly (laughs) what Steve said. It's just it's so close to mash-up. I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. Why smash-up hasn't been a thing.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe people... Maybe Smash was around for a long time and it's died off. Isn't there a like a Google something that you can look up a word and see like the the height of its popularity in the last hundred years or so? You can well, see. I don't it, know. Is you there can track it like,
1: outside of your building. Oh, maybe. Nice. Carry on.
2: Uh, yeah, you can look up words and see like when they're when when they were first. You can see on like a a chart when it first like got started getting used and then when it got used a lot and how it like whatever you can follow the graph over the years it's fun
1: that's that's i'm not gonna do right now but that might wait my future it might be my the rest of my night
2: now i'm trying to think if it's words or if it's just for names (laughs) if you want to look up like for like a baby name or something
1: um i'll find out by next week for sure Please. Because now I'm interested. I'm halfway through Star Trek One, though. So I gotta <laughs> do that first. <laughs> so you
2: got a good hour and a half to go.
1: Yeah, I don't hate it.
2: No, no, it's
1: not. It's not awful. It's different. It's, it's way more interesting than I remembered it being. Yeah,
2: I feel like that came out in like '79. Also, Jerry Goldsmith did the score for the first time, and that's where that theme that they use for Next Generation comes from. That's so great. It's a
1: huge score. Yeah,
2: amazing like, score. Like,
1: from minute one, it's it's big. It's Yeah. I, I didn't realize that.
2: Well, and it's two years after Star Wars, so everyone's trying to do that next Star Wars thing. But I feel like they kind of went, like, you know what? No, we're definitely going to do more of a 2001 Space Odyssey thing with Star Trek. That's the first movie.
1: Well, don't spoil it. I don't remember any of it. Also, as of you who have no idea what we're talking about. Hector Navarro, me and Hector got in an argument on set yesterday about best Star Trek movies and how to qualify them. And Hector pulled up on his phone; he's already made a like fully formed list of every Star Trek movie and where they <laughs> rank. <laughs> and so I accepted his challenge to build my own. But insurrection is always the point of controversy. Hey, controversy. Yeah,
2: you're the one who likes it.
1: It's one of my favorites. Yeah.
2: (laughs) What's wrong with you?
1: (laughs) Well, I want to see because watching back through all of them, I wonder if it holds up in in the midst of it all.
2: I don't think. The thing about Star Trek is there's so many different variations that there's something for everybody, but not all Mm -hmm. of it's going to appeal to one person. I don't think.
1: Not all things for everybody? No, What's but... What's your hashtag?
2: They, well, you know, and they. I think Steve even brought it up. For, it wasn't even that relevant to the conversation, but it happened.
1: <laughs> all right, so the next note here is 10 Cloverfield Lane tweeted out, Happy Mean Girls Day, and Steve thinks it was ridiculous. Chelsea reads all of our minds and responds, That was it? Now, this is the second orange <laughs> note. How deep do you think we're in the podcast at this point? Mm, 10 minutes 26 minutes and 51 seconds oh
2: my god see this episode is the opposite i feel like less happened in more time for once interesting Mm.
1: next note owen conforming to history refuses to hop on a mic at steve's request Owen ignores Chelsea's greeting. Owen apparently has a new way of communicating with Steve on the podcast, but he doesn't go into what it is. Texting? Question mark?
2: Uh, I wrote a note on my phone and showed it to him.
1: Um, You could have texted him. It makes that weird noise, though, on the podcast if you get a call. Well, right? Plus, I was right there. Fair. Where, where in this did you say Dan Trachtenberg wrote Mean Girls? That's what I wrote down and showed him. He super didn't, though. No. Not even a little bit. <laughs> that was Tina Fey. Uh,
2: misinformation is my favorite kind of information.
1: <laughs> when when it came up, I was so floored by it <laughs> that I had to look it up. Steve played it
2: perfect, too, which is the best part. Because <laughs> you just totally go with it. like Because everyone knows, even normal people know that Tina Fey wrote Mean Girls. That's like a part of the culture thing everyone knows
1: well beyond that i've known dan for a long time
2: oh that's right yeah it, like no, i mean it like, we're not
1: we're not currently hanging out but uh yeah like back in the day jamie did make up for his black box short and uh-huh. i knew uh i know alex Albrecht.
2: yeah no if anyone I'm would appreciate that. that kind of bullshit i think dan would nice and i just wanted everyone listening at the same time to go like no he fucking didn't <laughs>
1: I, well, my thought was, I was like, does Owen really think that Dan wrote Mean Girls? Where did he get this information from?
2: I think I actually wrote in my note, and Steve played it better than I wrote it, but I said uh, Dan Trachtenberg wrote Mean Girls, common misconception. It was Tina Fey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, next up, Steve sarcastically claims this to be a great podcast. Chelsea thinks everyone is asleep. I'd rank it number two all time right behind bees whoa that's from jesse whoa that's a big note
2: well just like star trek i think there's a dynamic banter out there for everyone
1: (laughs) i would say this is the insurrection of dynamic banter podcast oh you gotta be way in to get off on this one
2: unless you're you that's like a serious insult
1: (laughs) oh no well, it's me. It's coming from a positive place because uh-huh. I love Insurrection. Uh-huh. It, I was talking about Insurrection in parallel to Beyond because I said Star Trek Beyond right. is like this runs Insurrection and Hector <laughs> thought I was saying it was a bad movie. Right. I was like, no, I, I think Beyond is amazing.
2: Well, I think that's why we don't communicate, you know, uh, normal emotions with like Star Trek analogies. It doesn't, It, it, it people don't hear the same thing, you know?
1: Uh yeah, well, you know, listen, time will tell. Time will tell in this direction. <laughs> <laughs> it could come back around. I feel like it's one of those. Well, also Hector was trying to argue that that Final Frontier is good and it's not good. Oh, we could It's a mess.
2: I mean, I could go on and on about it with you. I got I got theories, I got all kinds of shit, but it maybe after you. Just like Lost. We're going to have to wait for Brett to catch up. I know, fucking Brett. <laughs> piece of shit i can't watch some tv man watch some movies god by by the way i remember when we had to record lost like ahead of time but this week we finally get to watch 203
1: um yeah i'm gonna watch it though yeah i wasn't gonna wait and now i haven't seen it yet
2: yeah i can't well you know we like to wait till we we record it so it's fresh but i can't wait to watch it (laughs)
1: I can't believe how excited you are about Lost. Well, I didn't. I didn't think I would see the day. It's. Uh, but here we are.
2: Like all things in life, enjoy it while it lasts.
1: I think the rewatch of Insurrection that's going to happen oh, is going to turn you around. You still have to do Jack and Jill. Fuck. Oh fuck. <laughs> when do, do we want to put a date on Jack and Jill in the Commentarium?
2: Let's not because. They put dates on the commentarium before and, well.
1: Damn it. Okay. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to talk to Chris.
2: <laughs> are you going to watch Jack and Jill in between? Which two Star Trek movies are you going to watch it in between? I'm going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to burn through Star Trek. I'm going to try to, like, watch one a day. Mm. So, stay tuned to the Twitter. You know,
2: the last burn. time I watched them all in a row, I hadn't, I'd only seen, like, a few of them. And mm-hmm. our buddy uh, Kit was like, oh, man, you got to watch them all. And I was, like, really sick, like, a decade ago. And uh, I don't get sick that often. So he brought over all, like, ten movies or whatever to me. And I was really sick that week and, like, feverish. And, like, I would kind of fall asleep watching the movies and, like, have horrible fever dreams about Klingons and stuff. So oh, it, no. it it all seems like a little bit of a nightmare. But I can. The
1: Romulans seem like the spookiest to me.
2: Wait, are you talking about like the newer ones or when?
1: Across the board, the Klingons—they they they really you really know what their agenda is. They're Mm. just not. They're just like ready to fight all the time. They're kind of angry. But you can kind of. You can read. Romulans are a little more cunning.
2: Yeah, you can reason with a Klingon. It seems like if you if you speak their their loyal warrior lingo.
1: Um, Steve asked Chelsea to share some of the fun stuff they've created together. She shares only one before a tangent carries them off. <laughs> vom Vom to vomit on someone as a surprise joke.
2: <laughs> I'm glad they didn't burn through all of them so we can still do some of their good stuff. I mean, we can do it anyways, but it'll be not better if it's surprises. But yeah, I was actually for a while thinking they were going to get back to that and they definitely never
1: did. Well, that's because Steve has a weird reaction to people vomiting, where he immediately runs to the closest backpack and begins to rifle through (laughs) it for nothing in particular. (laughs) Steve thinks people are afraid of talking about their mental health issues because of what people will think. He is somewhere between thinking that he should talk about it because of mental health awareness and not talking about it because it's not really anyone's business. Then the podcast went to a really weird place. Which was actually kind of I, I found it super interesting. But it is to me, I think the internet can be like a horrible trash can place of people. Sure. But I think I don't think people are as keen to really dig in if you're if you're being vulnerable and really, you know. Being sincere about something like,
2: yeah, especially if you're in like a Reddit anxiety. or something where you're talking to other people about the same kind of subject with the same sensitivity, I don't think you really get like bullied in that kind of environment.
1: Like, I don't think th- that people are going to send Steve videos of people throwing up, just to <laughs> pieces of shit.
2: But he's fine with like fake vomiting for stuff.
1: Um, I I showed Jamie a video of a guy who was taking a dump, and his friend kicked the door open and threw him a beer, which he immediately cracked open, shotgunned, and then stood, like, four feet away from the toilet and fired shit at the toilet. (laughs) no. (laughs) And uh, I was like, do you think this is funny? I want to know how compatible we are (laughs) after five years of marriage. And she thought the shotgunning part was very funny and the projectile shit to not be funny at all. Yeah. I get that, and I feel like you got to take one with the other. <laughs>
2: I like. The, I mean, the whole joke could have been the friend kicked open the door, and the guy instead of freaking out or whatever, was his immediate instinct kicks in. He catches the beer and slams it like that's fun. That guy was ready to party. The next, I think thing, that's
1: why Jamie didn't like it. She thought that was that it. was it. Yeah, and she was in.
2: Well, little twist. So. A little shyamalan sure, yeah. surprise at the end of that one.
1: <laughs> but like a really shocking, interesting one. Yeah, you're
2: right. It's actually way more interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Steve mentions www.dynamicbanter.com and that it was created by some nerd from the internet. Cute. I feel like he name checked Jesse. He did. Steve plays a history road from my dimension and seems to be super confused by its carefully constructed premise. I he
2: played that for me when I got back or I when I I was like busy doing other stuff, but after he was done recording, he's like you got to hear this, man. And as he was playing it back, I was like, "Wait, you think you missed an interview for real?" <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I thought was funny. Yeah, I guess he just is so busy. Dude's got a
1: lot of shit going on. I know,
2: I know, I get it. But like I guess maybe we we feel like we know Jesse better or I don't know. We you know we've had our
1: Well Jesse's integral to this podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh but I did I thought that was funny that he thought that and I was gonna tell Jesse you should schedule that interview. Seriously <laughs> That being said that History Road was fucking brilliant. Oh and I've, it cracked me up. Knocked it, it out it of the park. Multiple texts from Chris McCaleb about how great it was. <laughs> um, Chris, so who's a,
2: as we've discussed, is a very successful editor. And that, that bit was all about editing.
1: Yeah. So kudos.
2: And pouring through uh, hours of footage, as it were, Jeez. to find just the right moments.
1: I know. I can't, I can't like, I don't have time to do anything. I know. I barely have time to do this podcast. Man,
2: actually listening to that that bit, like, I'm so bummed because we used to, like, screw around and do some more fun stuff like that. But once it really became our full, like, lifetime and business, we right. don't have the time to do the fun just screwing around. Not, not in that not kind of carefree way where you come up with the best stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've had to turn DC our DC TV show into like my playground for crazy shit. That's what we do. Like, it's
2: uh, we we can't just do the news seriously because we need to screw around. It's got to be fun.
1: But Jesse, still, I think you should still get that interview on the books. <laughs> Steve, he might as well Steve's just because just because he can. <laughs> Jamie told me the other day, she's like, I sent Steve a Snapchat, like a direct Snapchat message, and I never heard back, and I was like. You have his phone number, man. Just text him. Uh-huh. Like, do, do you how many Snapchat why are messages? Why you on Snapchat? He probably has a thousand people sending him yeah. Snapchat messages.
2: Oh yeah, I've seen him. He he goes through them as best he can. You know, he'll do it from time yeah. to time when he has a minute. But like, it's so much.
1: Next up, Steve confirms that if you go to his shows, he will tell you what happened to Ross at SourceFed. <laughs> T-L-D-R, he says the stories in the subreddit are mostly true. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask you here, but I'm really interested to know off off mic. Uh,
2: I don't think it's like that. I think the joke was okay. like, who cares?
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Especially... Because well, I knew Ross before SourceFed, and then Ross did, came and did something for DC that we ended up having to cut because Theatrical wouldn't let us... It was like a roundtable about the movies. And it... it ha- we can't do anything from DC that's, like, speculating, because it's coming from an official channel. Right. So, our speculation gets interpreted as truth. hmm But anyway, I didn't know he was at SourceFed, and I was all excited for him. And the next time I saw him, he wasn't at SourceFed anymore. It <laughs> was before my time.
2: Oh. But people, like, have been coming in and out. I think that was just kind of the first in and out, you know, from the original group. So, people were like, whoa... But since then, it's just you know, it's it's not, it's not a big deal. It's not the same. It's like, oh, we're just there's a, there's a show going on, and some people stay, and some people come and go, and we're we're trying to do the best show we can for everybody. Uh, This business is so not permanent, anyways.
1: Oh no! Like having, I try to explain that to my wife all the time. Yeah, I'm like, I could not have a job like tomorrow.
2: Yeah, yeah. Have, having had this job, having been at SourceFed for three years, that's crazy for this town.
1: Yeah, this is the fourth season at DC. Wow, I, it's crazy. But uh, the last green note reads: Steve asks if Chelsea has anything to plug, insinuating that she is a trash person with no creative balls in the air. All of the balls are gathering dust on the floor of a meth lab in the basement of a rent-controlled apartment in New York City. Whoa, (laughs) Jesse. So Chelsea didn't plug anything? I can't remember.
2: (laughs) No, I think she does comedy shows and stuff in New York, but she's just not the kind of person to talk about it, you know?
1: (laughs) Go track her down, guys. The last note here, not green, but it just says simply "boat smashems," which I think is the latest addition to the shirts that will never get made.
2: Oh yeah, uh, was uh, Chris did the graphic right?
1: Oh yeah, of uh, shallot. It?
2: Yeah, it's ready. By the way, I haven't looked at it. I'll look it up right now because I'm curious for myself. But I, I believe Steve said after he was done with that podcast and stuff that he looked it up, and Gene Shallot is not dead. <laughs> Oh, really? I'm not. Yeah, I think that's what he said, but let, let me check right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, please check. Oh, also, someone finally corrected me on Twitter today. The sport, what? The sport I was thinking of was lacrosse. When was that? Um, A long time when ago? We were, no, the last lost one, I think, because we were talking about Quidditch. And I said, it's like this particular sport, but the only thing that makes it Quidditch is flying. And the sport I was thinking of was lacrosse. We landed on like high lie or something. I couldn't remember the name. Lacrosse.
1: Well, I'm glad we were able to correct first time show here on Talking Banter.
2: Well, it wasn't me. I mean, someone gave me the right information because that's uh, I'm, that's exactly what I was thinking of. I just I couldn't think of it at the time. When you're in lost mode, you know, it's hard to. I hear you. It's hard to get your brain that whole way. Uh,
1: we get a little lost.
2: Gene Shallot is 90 years old and still alive.
1: <laughs> I, I sort of thought you would look it up and be like, no, he's dead. He's dead. Oh, no. Steve's <laughs> going to be so happy. That means at the time... Tell him before they record Dynamic Banter. <laughs> like, right before.
2: I think he knows, but that means at the time that he was reviewing Face Off, he was, like, 71 years old.
1: And I, I, w- I wish he would jump back in and do a YouTube movie review show now. Oh, man. Like, I would love to hear Shallow's review of the Neon Demon. <laughs> A lot of model smash ems. <laughs> uh Alright, you ready for emails? That's the end of the uh the old dynamic banter episode.
2: How do I send you a message on this Skype? Oh, here it is. Are you sending me a message? And just click on that. Just for your
1: your own edification. I gotta turn the AC off. Alright, turn the AC off. I'm gonna it won't let me go. It's not mysterious. He sent me Gene Shallots google prompt <laughs> what all right we're gonna get into we're gonna get right into emails did you look at that yes
2: what did i miss
1: i just told i told everyone what i was looking at
2: well what is it
1: i clicked it by the way uh four times and it's having a terrible time opening really yeah oh. it's an image of gene shallot
2: it's really just a link to a Google search of Gene Chalet 2016.
1: He looks great.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's ridiculous, of course.
1: I mean, when you live your life with that mustache, you don't, you don't bail on that.
2: You think it's the mustache more than the hair, huh?
1: The hair just is an, is an accent piece. It went from mm. like a perfectly coiffed 70s fro. To now, just crazy old man hair. Mm-hmm. The eyebrows are exquisite. Because <laughs> you can't and the really control. A little frog poking out is great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you can't control your eyebrows, so that's just a gift. Like you can grow out your must. You can choose the length of your mustache. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't choose yeah, yeah. to grow your eyebrows long. Although they are no, definitely good getting
1: eyebrows are a gift. People, I I always. Question people who really uh, aggressively pluck their eyebrows and try to wax those guys down,
2: oh, so you're like a Kara de Dele- fan
1: Ooh. I am Kara delvin and uh mother of dragons what's her name
2: uh Emily deravan
1: and that's uh, not it but uh and uh, uh Phil Collins daughter, Lily Collins, has great eyebrows
2: mm. Do you know which one Emily DeRaven is? Raven? I feel like she was the Khaleesi before the Khaleesi. She was the Claire E.C.
1: Wait, who is that? Claire. Why is that so familiar? Claire. Claire. Oh, Claire. (laughs) Claire. She's going to be Belle on Once Upon a Time. Might already be Belle on Once Upon
2: a Time. Oh, I think, yeah, because Once Upon a Time has, like, Saeed and stuff, right?
1: Do they? I think so. ABC fam. Yeah, I, th- I always see trailers for Once Upon a Time, and I wonder if I if I'm missing out. Probably but not, not enough to check it out. I know. Um, okay, let's get into emails. Mitchell King sent us an email, and it says, "Hey, boyos, my friend and I have been wrestling with an extreme ethical dilemma over the last few days. I thought I would test you boys with it, as I feel you are more." philosophically and mentally equipped of the two podcasts are the more of the two podcasts. You will need to suspend your disbelief to comprehend it, but it is borderline tearing my friend group apart, and I need a second opinion. Okay, here it goes.
2: Second opinions are from the How Did This Get Made podcast. Second (laughs)
1: opinions. You have to eat a raw sausage, but you have a choice between a hot and cold sausage. The hot sausage is hot as if fresh off the grill, but is still entirely raw. The dilemma is not only grappling with the intense ethical implications of consuming a raw tube of meat, but which sausage is worth leaving uneaten, the freak of nature or the status quo. This hot, hot raw sausage could change the world, but will this change be good or bad? Just something to tickle your brains. Mitch, this is from Mitch the Hot Sausage Guardian. Says, P.S. I'm watching the first time stream as I type this, and I swear if Owen is still wearing a white v-neck during talking banter, I'll be disgruntled. How many do you have anyway? If it's more than two, that's too many. (laughs) Buy a button-up or a nice polo, you filthy animal. Still love you, though. I say this because I care. (laughs) Greetings from the land down under. Love the show. Thanks for the email, Mitch. Um, right now, Owen's wearing a a, a, a nice gray deep V. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm wearing a white deep V. You are. It's not deep. A, a normal V.
2: This is normal. It might be the angle. I think when you work with the same people in these smaller offices every day, and, and the work is what's important... <laughs> and being comfortable while you're doing the work is what's important, mm-hmm. and you're not working with celebrities or anything, <laughs> sometimes it's just easier to not care so much about that.
1: I uh, I always wear V-necks because I have a long beard, mm-hmm. and if I wear crewnecks, it looks like I don't have a neck.
2: Oh, you do it for the look. Yeah. I, I switched to the V-neck a few years ago because... I feel like regular necks now like are like feel a little choky to me.
1: Well I should clarify, I don't give a shit. But that's what my wife tells me. <laughs> if I wear a crew neck. And really I'm only looking to impress her. Of so course. So if she's not into it, I'm not fucking wearing it. hmm Um but to answer your question, which is a tough and confusing one, uh, I would want the hot sausage. Hmm. I feel like I
2: could go either way. As long as the sausage has enough curing spices in the blend, then I don't think that the raw meat is going to be that much of a problem. Like, there's, like, Slim Jims and stuff. Is that raw meat? No, but it's some sort of processed something. It's definitely not, like, hot and fresh cooked meat.
1: It's gross.
2: I mean, it's it's a meaty paste kind of thing. But I think with sausages, I'm saying Slim Jim is one full extreme. Or at the other end of the extreme is like basically unsalted, uncured, raw meat.
1: I just feel like if it's hot, you don't taste it as much.
2: I could see the cold being kind of tasty too, though.
1: As long as it's got some spices and a little snap, I think it's fine. A little snap in the bite. So we're going to leave Mitchell with this totally undecided. (laughs) <laughs> well, excellent
2: it's like well I, I can't remember where we brought it up but it's like what do you like better star trek or star wars if you had to pick one it's like star trek right that's not the point the point is <laughs> you don't have to pick
1: yeah that's true the
2: beauty of this world
1: i think that my enjoyment of Star Trek makes me like Star Wars a little less.
2: Oh, I didn't care about that. I thought we were still talking about sausages.
1: I'm still hot. Hot sausage. And hot I would, sausage for this guy.
2: And, okay. So I say hot wins because he picks hot. Brett. He. Who I'm talking yes. to. You. Me. Uh, But I would probably pick both. I don't care. Either or.
1: Listen, Mitchell. As long as it's not a toilet dog. I'll eat it. That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: Depends Let's on the to toilet. One more
1: email. One more email, and uh, and then we'll get out of here. I'm getting a call from my wife. I feel like our time is ticking away. This email is from Khaliv Matzi. Matzi? Maybe.
0: Matisse? Matisse? Like the painter?
1: Matisse. No, it's not that. It's Matzi. Kaliv Matzi.
2: Matza. Matza balls. Probably wrong. Mm. It says
1: to Brett and Owen, and this is a long one, so buckle in. (sighs) (laughs) I have been a long-time listener of the Talking Banter podcast, and an even longer listener of the Dynamic Banter podcast. I've enjoyed these podcasts for a while now, and look forward to both of them weekly. I also listened to all of Clover Cloverfields, and I've dabbled in the first-time show. But so far, I've enjoyed these podcasts silently, refraining from engaging on social media until now. After this latest episode of Talking Banter, I couldn't just sit back anymore, and this was the one where you say we, we were begging for emails, which is totally fine because we got emails. <laughs> this episode, the after-show episode of Dynamic Banter episode 15, was exceptional. Yes, indeed. This episode was very exceptional. Exceptionally terrible. Do you guys remember that episode of Dynamic Banter with Mike when Mike talked about how some podcasts put out shit episodes? This episode was one of those episodes. (laughs) A big old hot piece of shit. By the way, I didn't pre vet these emails. No no kidding. (laughs) She says, it was a mess. It was awkward. There was a baby halfway through. Most of the time, you guys talked about some other podcast that isn't the podcast you're supposed to be an after show of. It wasn't even funny, but you guys were laughing blissfully, unaware of the absolute turd of a podcast you were shitting out of your little anuses. Ultimately, while parts of the episode were a snooze fest, it was entertaining. In the same way watching a train wreck is entertaining. The same way watching a man drinking a cup of donkey semen is, quote, entertainment. But honestly, if you guys had just drunk some donkey sperm, I'd be less embarrassed for you than I was listening to this travesty of a podcast episode. I will continue to listen to this podcast. I hope you guys will improve the show, because I know it could be something great. Even though the latest episode was a horrific tragedy of a podcast. It was real bad. Keep it real. Cheers! Khaliv Matzi. Ray- Riggs did not. I think it would like improve it. the show if you recorded face to face rather than through Skype. I think that was our favorite episode that we did, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, I appreciate the uh, the criticism, but just hashtag not all things for all people, not everything for everyone. Yeah, that's a good way to live. Well, here's the deal, Kalev. I hope this one was better. We stayed. I feel like we stayed on topic. And it was crisp and clean, tight. And uh, we're gonna get out of here. Thanks, thank you to everyone who sent emails. Uh, Philip, we're gonna get to your fanfic next week when we have a little more time. And let's talk offline about this commentarium. We got a lot to talk about offline. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, I, I, I hope I hope we we do better <laughs> every week. <laughs> For you, for us, it's wonderfully entertaining.
2: Man, I've never disliked something enough to write out something like that.
1: (laughs) You know, I like that we've inspired uh, her to show up on the social media.
2: How do you know it's a her?
1: Oh, man. Well, you know, listen. Could go either way. (laughs) But with that that email, I, I, I don't care.
2: Maybe you just meant her like a ship.
1: Right. Her like the royal her. Spike Jones thing, right? is the royal her. Yeah. Why not?
2: Thanks, everybody. Oh, lights out.
0: That was a headgum podcast.